Are we good? Yeah, we live. Okay. I like to give everybody a few seconds to you know, get get the body going, everything doing well. How you feeling today, Daniel? I'm feeling great, man. Oh, we back. We back in the studio, baby. We back, baby! We back. I told y'all we was going to be back. We told y'all. And we came to deliver. Plane leaving 30, fix your life, hurry up. Make sure Nas rock a little bit. I get situated. Rocky Rice Bees putting curry over duck. Courtside Rockers Warriors, hurry up. Smoking weed in the tuck, sipping Rashad, sitting on Governor's Isle with all the killers. Premier movies with my man De Niro and Johnny Nunez got all the pictures. Black grown, black owned, black Yo, you heard. the backbone. Now getting 100 black M's out here. The back room. Nas is chasing the bag, man. He following oh, the future. Serious. Got that coin. Oh, man. Oh, man. We, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 27 summers, that wasn't even the goal. Word. Blowing cush clouds and we all for the smoke. Uh. Black car, black rose, more black CEOs. Welcome to episode 39 of the Danso Pitch. I am your host, Charles Danso. I want to welcome those listening from Spotify, um, as well as our YouTube viewership. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Again, um, for any announcements of having studio recordings, we will definitely let you guys know. Um, welcome. I want to welcome my co-host. Daniel, how you feeling? How's everything going with you today? I'm feeling great, man. We're back in the studio. I'm super excited. It's been a long time. I know our audience have asked us, hey, like, when are we getting some studio action? You know, we've, we've tried to provide consistent content virtually, but now as things are opening up, we're back in the studio and I'm super excited, man. We got an amazing topic to discuss and just sit along for the ride, y'all. It's, it's really going to be some good gems here. Yeah, definitely. As my co-host Daniel mentioned, we're definitely going to be touching on a really important topic, um, one that involves NFTs. For those that may not know, don't worry about it. We'll give you the backdrop. But if you've been following the market news, you know, just learn a little bit about it. You watch anything from Yahoo Finance to CNBC, they've been covering this topic. A lot of people are unsure what exactly an NFT is. Um, how could they could actually become an investor in NFT and so much more. But we'll definitely uh, transition into that and, you know, just give you guys the backdrop again. Um, for those that tune in, uh, follow us at the Danso Pitch on Instagram. Again, subscribe to our YouTube at the Danso Solutions Network, as well as, uh, you know, follow us on Spotify. We'll have other audio platforms, but we'll let you guys know when that gets approved, whatever the hell they do. So thank you. <laughs> so again... What exactly is an NFT? An NFT is a non-fungible token, or for those that may not know, a, a cryptographic asset on a blockchain, which has unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, though, NFTs cannot be traded or exchanged at equilibrity. That basically means that an example, it would be like example, much like a Bitcoin where you have uh, an even exchange. Let's say you purchase a amount of Bitcoin and you will get that as a return based on how much you're purchasing. With an NFT, it differentiates because it's a non-fungible token. Now, for many that those that may not know exactly what a fungible token is and what a non-fungible token is, Daniel, if you could please give us at least what a definition of a fungible token would be or a fungible asset. So something that's fungible would be something that could be converted for an equivalent um, exchange. So like a dollar is a fungible um, asset, gold, Bitcoin, you could exchange loyalty points. So things like that are fungible. And something that's non-fungible is something that's very unique to its own. So a house is a non-fungible asset because there's no two houses that are the same. A painting could be a non-fungible asset because, you know, there are no two identical paintings. Um, theater tickets, you know, even video games. So non-fungible, basically, when you break it down, the simplest form, something that is unique and cannot be uh, exchanged for something of equivalent value. Exactly. Um, and like much, like much, like much uh, as Daniel had mentioned, 
again, uh, with a fungible asset that is like the dollar. So example, that basically meaning from um, the dollar files of fiat system. Fiat system is example. We started with trading gold. Um, we went from trading gold to trading, um, example, the dollar because we felt gold was too heavy. So back when uh, President Nixon came into power as president, he changed that. So that became an evil exchange. So example, Daniel, if I go to the store, I buy a dollar worth of soda. And again, I give you $5. I expect to get $4 back in return. The difference is where the non-fungible is, there's no equivalency between that, as I mentioned for the audience. So example, uh, if example, like he said, I can buy or sell a patent based on what I can negotiate. There's no real equal exchange in that. Um, if I go buy like this expensive patent and then I'm able to negotiate the price down um, based on how maybe that uh, collector, the seller may feel like, hey, I want to sell it for, you can do it. Um, it's broken through a tangible and intangible uh, function. So tangible assets are physical assets that, like I mentioned, includes cash, inventory, vehicles, equipment, buildings, and investments. These are tangible assets. Intangible assets do not exist in physical form. This includes like accounts receivable, trademarks, patents, uh, prepaid expenses. Anything of that nature um, is something that would be an intangible asset. And those two basically fall into what exactly um, a non-fungible token would be. So example, um, how does it differ from cryptocurrency? Uh, for the audience, again, like I mentioned, crypto basically follows a system of ev evil, even exchange, excuse me. So example, like I said, um, you have so many uh, cryptos, you have Uthrum, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it, right? Uh, Ethereum? It, yeah. Oh, sorry, Ethereum. Ethereum yeah. yeah, so uh, also thank you, uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> Um, like I mentioned, um, Dogecoin, these are all basically exchanges that uh, you can use to uh, cryptocurrency. So example, with that being said, um, what exactly is blockchain? Um, Daniel, if you could please give us the definition. Yeah, I mean, at a very high level, the blockchain is just really a, a ledger that accounts for all of the um, crypto activity that is uh, trafficked through the system. So um, NFTs are part of the Ethereum blockchain. And, you know, like uh, Bitcoin, Do Dogecoin, Ethereum is a cryptocurrency on its own, but it also has a blockchain that supports NFTs. So with the blockchain network, you can pretty much see when an NFT is launched. You can track, you know, how it's moving through, you know, who's buying what, who's selling what, and it's timed and dated. So you know, once it's launched in the system, it's it's pretty much uh, a printed receipt. Like it's you you can't just go in there and try to like fabricate data that's that doesn't exist. It's exactly how Bitcoin works. You can't just create another Bitcoin and then just sell it into. It's already in the blockchain system. So, um, long-winded answer of it's a it's a ledger that accounts for all of the crypto activity that occurs in the markets. Exactly and. For the audience, uh, just to kind of simplify that, and it's important to know, if you are ever interested in actually getting into the NFTs, if you are a sneakerhead, if you sell sneakers, if you are an art collector, art creator, if you create artwork, if you have um, if you're, have some type of uh, celebra celebrity status, this could be through social media, this could be an actual celebrity. Hey, if a celebrity are listening to this podcast, kudos to them. Uh, definitely tune in. <laughs> so again, um, it's important just to note that with an NFT, as Daniel mentioned, this is traded on a, on a blockchain system. Unlike traditional cash value like a dollar, like a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, you have to go through a middleman. What is a middleman? That is a bank. You have to yep. go through an actual bank to to and the bank actually manages the money. A lot of people get confused to think that because of the fact they just put money in the bank, that means that their money is doubling, quadrupling, whatever the case is. And that's necessarily not the case because for every zero or point zero zero one percent that you're making the the bank basically can make double triple that just based off of interest fees overdraft fees uh credit card fees Crazy. all that that the bank makes with a blockchain system that that cuts out the middleman that cuts out the banking system blockchain is like a digital ledger a digital and if and for those that may not know what exactly a ledger is 
Think of it like if you deal ever in accounting, accounting basically deals with assets, liabilities, stockholders, equity. Uh, obviously, for those that have taken uh, any type of high school, college course in, in accounting, you've learned that in business. So what that basically deals with, with how much you're making, how much you're losing, how much you may make as an investor in any of these. Think of it like blockchain. Blockchain is basically that. And like Daniel said, it shows on every, uh, I think it's like on a, a every 10 uh, transaction piece. So example, for every transaction that you make, it automatically is uploaded onto there. Um, you have people that actually manage this blockchain. Um, think of them like digital accountants. So basically what that means is example, if you ever traded a cryptocurrency, if you ever trade on an NFT, you can see every single transaction that you've made in real time. And how, why is that really important? Because that showcases what assets are already being sold. If somebody already sold a Yeezy sneaker for $300 and your friend is saying that, hey, um, I already bought this from this person. Why are you selling me the same thing? Yep. Well, the beautiful thing about that is you can easily see that on the system. So whoever is other lying or whoever's telling the truth, you can see that in real time. The problem with bank is banking is sometimes things are pending. So you don't know if a transaction has actually went through or and it's, it takes time. Especially if you get money, let's say you get money on a weekend, you deposit a check, it don't come in through Monday. Blockchain defeats all that. You get that anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So think about that uh, for any of the NFT uh, traders or interests. And what's beautiful about that is, you, you know, you have that transparency of, you know, who's buying, who's selling and what's, you know, the authenticity of the asset, but also... When you look at NFTs, it's tokenized. So it has a token that's unique to its own, um, whether it's, you know, a painting, a digitized painting, whether it's, you know, a gift, uh, a image, it has its own token that's within, that's pulled into the blockchain system. So now nobody can say, even if you make a copy of that image painting, whatever the case is, it's not going to have the same value as the original because the original has its own token identified within the blockchain system. And it's worth noting also that um, NFTs in respect to what what we're discussing today, the Ethereum blockchain network is the most popular and it's what's being used for all of the NFT marketplaces. But there are other blockchains as well that are supporting NFTs that, um, and, it's, and it's going to be a booming thing, I believe, because you have, um, I believe Tron has, has their own, uh, you know, they're, they're implementing NFTs. You have uh, Polkadot, you have uh, Cardano. So you have all of these different blockchain networks that are also incorporating NFTs. Um, but Ethereum is the biggest one. And it's going to be interesting to know also how the activity of NFTs increase the, the, the cryptocurrency of the blockchain that it's operating. Because you look at Ethereum and how it's growing, um, part of that in due to the NFT traffic and the and the kind of gold rush that's occurring right now um, within, you know, this booming market. And it's it's honestly, it, there's just so much about NFTs. Like if you're an artist and you have, you know, the artist industry, you know, normally you would go through like an auction process or you have to service clients through like, you know, with social media, it's, it's become easier. But with NFTs now, especially if you're like a digital artist and you do like 3D modeling and stuff like that, you can now put that art out and and give it a, a tokenized value, get, get you know, tokenize it and then, you know, have it sell on a huge marketplace. Like okay. Yeah, it, so I mean, sorry to cut you, but yeah, yeah just to, to to so to kind of simplify what Daniel is saying is more so just saying it defeats the purpose of going physically to see an artwork or let's say sneakers or whatever the case is now many people can make easily make that argument to say well yeah but i easily buy i do online shopping mm -hmm. what is the difference between that the only problem is with that is you're basically going to a corporation to basically get that product as opposed to going to an individual person this could be your friend. This could be your coworker. This could be uh, just somebody that you see on social media that does artwork, uh, like Daniel mentioned. It defeats the purpose of you having to drive down to, let's say I'm in New Jersey, I have to drive down to Maryland to collect the artwork. You can actually just look at this throughout a whole system where basically this artwork is up 
and then you could actually compare with other people's artwork and how and you could basically bid and you, the, so basically a bid is basically how much you put up um, for that uh, artwork that you're selling that sneaker that you're selling and then somebody will basically auction it through a digital uh, a digital landscape and that's beautiful because of the fact that a lot of um, now firms are actually adopting that for their clients. I know Ernst & Young was one that basically does that with one of their clients, where now as opposed to actually doing their accounts receivable face-to-face, they're actually doing it through a digitalized system, through an NFT. Um, because again, remember, we said accounts receivable is one of those things. Mm-hmm. So with products that a client is dealing with, if you're going to, uh, let's say, like I said, or Ernst & Young, even you're going to your accountant, uh, now... Uh, with the products that you basically have as a business owner, you basically can actually just um, basically sell your 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 sneakers. If you're like I said, uh, a, a sneaker to plug, as I call them. If you're the sneaker plug, if you're an art plug, art dealer plug, um, you basically just have this throughout a whole system. And the thing is that defeats the purpose of you having to basically um, go physically to this person. You can just do it through a digitalized system. And I think the beautiful thing with that is because of the fact we're now transitioning, excuse me, to digital money, digital currency with crypto, why not get the products digitalized too? Welcome Mm -hmm. NFT. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at um, some pretty big players like, um, you know, Gary V and, and, you know, um, even Logan Paul. Logan Paul, he... (laughs) <laughs> he put himself on a Pokemon card and then digitized it and he sold it for like around five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. It's just him on a Pokemon card. Mm-hmm. You know? Like e- even the one the um the I was gonna say Hello Kitty, the uh what what is it? The the Crypto Kitty. Crypto Kitty it's a game. It's it's like a you know, it was one of like the first um Ethereum gaming platforms. They create cats, digitized cats, and you know, it was just part of this whole like sandbox project, whatever the case is. But now one of those cats that was created sold for like, you know, around one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And it's a digitized cat. So, you know, you look at it and, and you know, just talking about it, it's like, really? Wow. People buy that. But, you know, preferences have changed with the digital age. You know, people now are looking at these things, these these collectibles and saying, hey, like this is a value. You look at um even in um the NBA world, you know, Top Shot, that's a big like player in the NBA uh NFT world now. They have these, you know, gifs and videos of like LeBron James like doing a dunk that sold for a lot of money. You can imagine how if there's a, a gift for like Steph Curry shooting a legendary three pointer and how original that is, or like, you know, RIP the late Kobe Bryant, how he maneuvered in a a very, you know, high top performing play that could then be tokenized and have its own original value. So there's so many angles that this can go to. So I'm not surprised that corporations are now looking at this as, okay, like maybe we could, you know, in the accounts receivable world and also maybe we could have this as a service for clients, you know, however they want to do it, where you tokenize a, a certain platform, a certain service, and then it becomes, you know, a unique thing like a business meeting or, you know, th- there's so many ways that this can go. And what I love about this is that it's so, you know, th- there is the argument of, okay, like, is this a bubble? Like, how like long term is this going to be? And, and Charles, I'll get your thoughts on this also. But, you know, I think like, yes, it is a gold rush at the moment. Um, but when you look at kind of just you know, seeing the forest for the trees when you go beyond, like this really has the potential to kind of affect the the macro crypto economy because of just how many players are already in it. And it's only been, you know, now it's been like, I would say a full year that it's gotten like, it's, it's, you know, it's really on the rise now, you know, last year it got some hype and now it's like really just everybody's building momentum on it. So, you know, it, it has that long-term uh, beneficial gain for not only artists, but businessmen, yeah, it's, uh, gamers. It's, it's, it's not the, the, the reason why uh, a lot of uh, you see a lot of celebrities now getting into it, athletes, um, even business owners, corporations is because of the fact they're using their status to get a lot of these products out in a quick and, 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 and easy way uh, system. It's, Think of NFTs like collectible items through a digital market. 
And the beautiful thing about that is, example, if you're able to get a signed uh, poster from Tom Brady or a signed uh, baseball card from, um, I don't know, like uh, Mike Trout or somebody of that nature through a digital system, it's just an, it's, it's a digital auction. So example is like this, because you know that 10, 20 years from now, if that person is a Hall of Famer, obviously we know Tom Brady, Mike Trout, all these people are going to be Hall of Famers. Um, LeBron James, if you basically get into that, Peyton Manning now, I know is getting into NFTs. Yep. So these are all Hall of Fame people, great players. Uh, it's not even just expanded to athletes. It's also going to be expanded to corporations, like he said. Um, if somebody has a, a sneaker business, if somebody has a, um, a products business, you sell uh, makeup or whatever the case is, you, you basically put it in a place where people, as opposed to you having to actually reach out to person individually, which could be expensive because of marketing costs. Um, you also have to go through the fact of credibility because how credible are you? How many followers do you have? We now live in a world of social media where content is everything. As a brand, you have to have the right um, basically marketing strategy in place to get a lot of these products out, services out. So a la NFTs, NFTs bring a way where you can just basically put your product out there for the world to see. And then if people basically fuck with it, they basically bid for it and say, hey, and you know, you don't even have to, it doesn't have to be your own product. People do businesses. Like I said, I love sneakers because people already are using Yeezys, uh, one of the most profitable sneakers of this decade and probably will be in the next uh, 20 years to come uh, with next to Jordan. So think about that. If somebody has a sneaker business, they get, they're the sneaker plug and they get Yeezys, exclusive Yeezys that haven't, haven't hit the market, but they've able to get it. Um, obviously you probably heard about the Nike executive that the son was using her credit card to get, uh, sneakers. I'm pretty sure there's more people that do that <laughs> shit. It's not just, yep. it's not just him. So think about that. People are, are able to get these exclusive sneakers and then they put it on a, on a system where people can really bid their, their, you know, their, and, and, and ask for this sneaker and then whoever gets it. Now think about that. A lot of times they have something of value. The, the, the beautiful thing of why NFTs have success is the value behind the system of who is selling or buying the product. Let me say that again. is the value of who's selling or buying the product. Mm-hmm. The person that's selling the product, the benefit is you have a system that is cutting out the middleman. The reason why the government was skeptical, why Wall Street was skeptical when crypto came into place and now we put NFTs in that is because they didn't understand is how can I get into it as well? Mm-hmm. Because if it's, it's, think about it, it's like when you were in school and then your best friend was playing with another dude and then you got upset. You're like, hey, I thought we were cool. Like, why are you going to mess with this person? How come I can't play with you guys or whatever the case is? Think of it like that. The government is the same way. We had a president that was a child for uh, some years. I'll leave that alone, though. (laughs) But the point to say is that, again, it's important to note that the reason why NFTs and why crypto has caught such buzz is because now now people are seeing that we don't have to depend on somebody else. We can just do this ourselves. We're all technologically advanced enough to put something on the Internet, market it, and then people can see it in a matter of seconds. It's not like back in the day where you had to go door to door to get your service, your product out of your service. Now you can just go on the internet and do it. That's why websites are so important. That's why having the right business in place, having the right logo that people can actually know what business that you're doing allows you to basically get your product out because people can now differentiate it in the whole system. That's why I do believe that NFTs will basically be here to stay. Much like crypto. A lot of people that were skeptical and now getting into crypto, it's too late. Yep. It's too late. This yep. is a, this is, this is going to be a trillion dollar industry in the next 10 years. Crypto. It, you know, it's one of those things like the, the it's, it's the wise saying like, okay, like you see an egg corn. Okay, what do you see? The person who doesn't have vision would see, okay, I see an egg corn. It's food for squirrels. The person who has vision would say, okay, I see a forest. The true visionary would say, I see buildings, I see houses, I see, you know, a whole neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? It's it's all about the forward thinking with this. And, you know, NFTs, you know, have, and, and, I, and I do want to trace back to, you know, like, we've, we talked a lot about, okay, 
like NFTs, this is like the digitized future. This is like the opportunity for like artists and, and, you know, different players to come in and pretty much have, um, a lucrative, uh, asset that's, you know, on this huge marketplace. But, um, you know, how do you even get into NFTs? Like, you know, and I want to kind of touch that. So, you know, if you do want to make an NFT, um, the first thing that you have to decide is, you know, what blockchain you're going to use. Because like I said earlier, there are several blockchains that um, NFTs are on. Ethereum is the most popular and that's the most supported for like the big marketplaces. So the big marketplaces um, right now are OpenSea.io. So that's the top marketplace for NFTs. You we'll, go there. We'll get that link for you in the bio. Yes, oh, yeah. we will. We'll provide that to you. Um, another one is Rarible. So that's another uh, marketplace you could go to. And there's others too, but those are just like the top two. And once you decide on the blockchain you want to do, then it's a straightforward process from there. When you go to the marketplace, you sign up, you do what needs to be done. Um, these marketplaces, especially as I, I know uh, OpenSea, they will charge an associated fee called a gas fee. So it's an Ethereum gas fee and you pay it for um, adding a new NFT to the marketplace. And that fee, you know, it's kind of like your broker's fee, whatever, like that will go into processing the blockchain for your NFT and all of that. So just be aware of that. Um, and then when you sell NFTs, now this is like the beautiful part, um, outside of all of the other things that we've talked about. When you sell an NFT, you will earn a commission every time that NFT is sold because it goes through smart contracts, which pretty much allows your NFT, once it's sold to um, a bidder, that bidder now has the NFT. They, you know, they, they, they have that NFT. And if they decide to sell that NFT, so let's say it's a painting. You sell the painting to a bidder for $1,000, whatever the case is. Um, then that bidder decides to sell that painting, let's say five years down the line, to another bidder for $2,000. You will get the commission, let's call it 5%, 10%, whatever the case is, you will get a commission from that bidder who bought it off of the person you sold the NFT to. So, And you just imagine you know, how that painting could circulate, and that's just one NFT. So if you make a gallery of them, you're getting passive income through this network of you know, just NFT and the NFT marketplace. So yeah. keep that in mind too. Um, and then obviously, if you want to buy an NFT... You just go make a digital wallet. I mean, you have to do that anyway, but you make a digital wallet um, and then you just, you know, go on the online marketplace and, you know, surf because they have a lot. They have a lot of NFTs on these marketplaces, trust me. And it's amazing what they have already. Um, and some research that you can, uh, you know, NFT research uh, for looking at how the act, because this is an actual, like this is markets, like there's charts and everything. You can go to nonfungible.com and that's a great resource to show you just how NFTs are trailing. You know, it shows you the sales and it's a very, it's very informative. So, you know, getting into this booming, I would call it rush of the NFT world, you know, it's, it's something where if you see the value like if, if you have something that, like Charles said, sneakers, or if you're an artist, or if you're a gamer, or if you're a collector, you know, there's so many categories that this falls under that you can take advantage of. And for me, you know, personally, I'm a collector of like cards. So I'm a big like Yu-Gi-Oh person for those who like love Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day, like card games. That's like me. And I can see it where they're going to like find a way to have those cards digitized because Pokemon is like big now. You know, like I said, with um, uh, Logan Paul, he put himself on a Pokemon card and like there's a whole Pokemon thing going on with like collectors and, you know, the NFT market. So that's like a big thing, too. So, you know, you just take all of these different um, these different brackets and pull them in and it's just going to and this is just on one blockchain. This is just Ethereum. You can imagine that other blockchains will begin to pick this up as it gets steam, you know, five, 10 years down the line, and it will really impact the, the global crypto economy as a whole, like I said earlier. Yeah. So, and, you know, Charles, I mean, I think like this is just one of those things that, 
and I'm still like getting, you know, as I'm doing my research, I'm like getting into just how, what the potentials are for NFTs and how, you know, and, and, and this is like one of the craziest things is that, cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to the, the crypto kitty. It was a video game and they, you know, created a cat and the cat was it's was an nft the cat was an nft so it's an item in a game so imagine and and esports and everything like that we know that that's a big thing that's like a whole billion dollar industry we know what you know online gameplay is a very competitive and very profitable business so can you imagine that game developers now will create rpgs you know mmo rpgs where you're like in this whole multiplayer verse and you fight a boss, whatever the case is, and the boss drops a rare item. And the boss is hard to find to begin with, but then the boss drops a rare item. That item is now can be tokenized and be an NFT. And then people would want to collect that. You know, I could see it going in that direction, you know? Yeah. It, and, and and for, as he's saying, the the beautiful thing, and, I, and some people, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Some people can easily go like, okay, that sounds great and all, but... Why can I, Why would I want to get on this? Because of the fact that mm-hmm. I can easily... I have... Some people have a, a, a big social media following. They're not necessarily a celebrity. I know uh, people uh, that, I've, that I'm friends with, people that you know I know personally that have 10K followers, do well with a business where they can easily just post a product online and then they can make money. And for that person or those individuals that are easily sell their products online that may not, may not necessarily be too keen on NFTs, the beautiful thing is... Um, the thing is with an NFT, why that is so such a better move and such a more successful move for you in the long term aspect. Because if you are any type of business owner, you do run some type of business. You're just interested in investing altogether. If you're able to get into the stock market, you should be want to be interested in an NFT because NFTs are basically just uh physical and uh, and non physical assets. Um. For, for the stock market, what that basically means is example, you, if you're going to basically buy or sell sneakers, as opposed to going to one individual in the NFT system, you're dealing with thousands, millions of people eventually. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things is when you're buying a lot of these products, selling a lot of these products, you're easily able to get a better price for it. And much like cryptocurrency, I advise you if as a buyer of an NFT, hold it. Yeah. Hold it for a period of time because the fact is if you have any type and especially if you have any type of old video games, all those old Pokemon games, if you have an older sibling, if you're a little bit of an older individual in the 30s, we had um, maybe late 20s, you have basketball trading cards, you have baseball trading cards, football trading cards. You had a lot of great players. You had uh, in football, you had the Randy Moss card. You had a lot of these other things. You had uh, Michael Vick, that old uh and ea was it the ea sports EA sports yeah, yeah all that the madden oh, if you had the man. 04 vic and, and madden or whatever the case is these are all nfts that you can sell and the reason being is somebody's going to buy that because they understand that in about five to ten years you can basically real resell that when that becomes rare because now things products are coming out so quickly you get a PlayStation, you get an iPhone every other year or every two years, a new game comes out, new yep. system comes out, new sneakers come out. Something new always comes out. So the old, much like your parents always say, you guys always think you know better than me. What does that what is what are they really trying to say? That means they've been here. They've been they've been seasoned. They've been there for a long time. But the thing is when somebody when a lot of people become old, what do old people eventually do? They start to die, right? I don't want to make people sad but or morbid, but that's just the truth. And think of it like a product. A product gets old eventually, and it becomes rare. That means that for that generation of products, if you mm-hmm. had an old Chia Pet, whatever, a Barbie doll, whatever the case is, kids don't even use, kids don't even play with toys no more. Now they're using iPads. Yep. Parents have iPads. They have Chromebooks that they give their children that they're using. So think about that. If you're selling a collectible item as a Barbie doll now, in the next five to ten years, you can make thousands off of it. Why? Because somebody, some somebody will be that person that used to play with Barbie dolls will eventually become an adult, and then they'll say, "Damn, like 
they don't even sell that anymore. Yeah. I just want to reminisce on my childhood. Or maybe I want to let my child play with a Barbie doll. Maybe outside of just giving them a, a tablet to play with. So what does that do for you as a, as a, as a seller? That allows you to make the interest, the, the commission that mm-hmm. Daniel's saying. And the beautiful thing about that is the fact is that always is going to grow as the years pass. That's why if you if you see the greatest stock investors like a Warren Buffett, like um like Nas even Nas is somebody that I look at because he's been doing this for a long time. He got into PillPack before Amazon came in. He got into the ring before uh, Amazon came in, and now he he was already investing in Coinbase. A lot of these other people are investing early on in things because the fact is they understand what the profitability is down the line. So it's not a coincidence that now you see Wall Street starting to understand NFTs. And if NFTs are already starting to be understood by Wall Street, you know what that means? The government already is in on it. So that means they're going to find a way to make money off of it, much like they're making money off of uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. It's not a coincidence that more companies are now starting to get into cryptocurrency because they understand that, yes, it may the government may not consider it cur- currently a currency, but it's they consider it as property when you file your taxes, right? And what does property mm. fall under? Real estate. If you hold real estate for a period of time, you're bound to make some good money off of it, even in a down market. Because if you sell, the point is you're making money. The point of or the point of, 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 of NFTs is it's just the stock market for collectible items. So, yes, if you are uh, somebody right now, your parents have old vinyls. If you have an MP3 player, CD player, if you have exclusive Yeezys, if you have uh, Jordans, if you have filler, I don't care what sneaker you have. <laughs> if you have New Balance sneakers, go to these uh, platforms. We're going to prob- uh, rename for you. And as Daniel mentioned, because you just never know. Do your research and just invest. It doesn't matter. Don't wait. Because the thing is, when you wait, that means that people are already in on it. So when people made money off of Dogecoin, hey, you nobody said you had to invest in Dogecoin. But the point is, people made money. Yep. Because they took the chance. You don't have to take the chance. Nobody's forcing you. But the point to, for us to give you this information is to say that you can be an investor now as people are still trying to learn something. If people are trying to learn it, that means you should already have been two steps ahead, already know at least A through, A through G. If you don't know A through Z, at least know A through G. Because if you know A through G, that allows you to invest. So eventually, once you get from G to Z, you know fully, you already made your money, you've done what you had to do. The point is buy and hold. Do not, if you're going to basically get into the NFTs, just get into it. It doesn't matter what item you have. If you have an old phone, a BlackBerry, that's an NFT. A sweater from 1999 that uh, people don't use anymore. That's an NFT. Anything could be an NFT if you just know how to properly market. And how does that benefit a business owner? That benefits a business owner is because of the fact that now you can use your products and services in a market where somebody would be interested just to have it, just so they can say that, hey, in the next five to 10, maybe this thing will be as valuable to everyone else, but it's valuable because there's not so much of it. The scarcity. Yep. That's the beautiful thing is when things are scarce, that's when people want more of it. Why? Because that means every not everybody else can get it. So that means that it gives more value to that product or service. So think about that. That's why people are now trading even trademarks are even going on there. As crazy as that sounds, patents are going on there for old companies that no longer exist. And people are actually buying in on this. Why? It's just because it's no longer there. But maybe there was some type of value when it was there. So people know that in the future years to come, somebody... For whatever sick reason, we'll be like, hey, I just want it just because nobody else has it. And that's just the beauty of it. You so, know, yeah. and, and that's one of those like, and this is, pop, you know, the collectors have preferences, you know, like what's old to one person is treasure to another. So if you have that, like Charles said, if you have something just like lost in your garage or lost in like your basement or whatever the case is, that's just like from, you know, 1980 or whatever it is, you know, if it's like the first Nintendo or if it's something that's no longer, and that's the key. The scarcity is really the key because the more scarce something is, the more value it has. And we talk about supply and demand in this essence, 
NFTs really come really boil down to how much access do I have of this particular piece and how rare is it? Because you have the Mona Lisa as an example. The original painting of the Mona Lisa is the original painting of the Mona Lisa. Like that, the, the and that thing bids for a lot of money if you've ever like just looked at it for research purposes. But take that concept and then just apply it to what you may have in your, you know, just sitting around that could be valuable to someone else. You never know. And that's the beauty of it. It's not something that, you know, will, it's not like a stock where it's like, all right, like based on company performances and all this other stuff and macro, it's it's based on preferences of other people. And that is what drives this market. So, you know, forward thinking, like I said, this could really blow up and there's a lot to be made or, I mean, and people have made crazy amounts of money. Like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, uh, uh, Paul, made, he, he put himself on a Pokemon and made $5 million, you know? And so there's, it's there, it's there and it's accessible. And again, if you want to get into this, if you want to read more about NFTs and if you want to get to the marketplace, you can go to OpenSea opensea.io uh, and uh, you can go to nonfungible.com. Nonfungible.com is will provide you with a lot of um, you know market analytics on NFTs and then uh, opensea.io will give you the uh, actual top marketplace where NFTs are being bought and sold and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and also uh, one more thing to just note um and this is more respective to, um, you know, cryptocurrency because, right, NFTs are associated with the blockchain. They're, they're, use, they're using the blockchain system. So blockchain system, the blockchains are used by cryptocurrencies also. So Ethereum is the primary uh, coin that's used with NFTs on these top marketplaces. So if you go to CoinGecko, uh, you can see how the cryptocurrencies are being affected. I mean, I mean, it's it's a broad, you know, they show a lot of detail, but if you want to really see how NFTs are affecting the cryptocurrencies as well, because it will, that's a great place and a great resource also, because I can see it, like I said, happening where cryptocurrencies, uh, they're going to incorporate NFTs as part of their blockchain, and then that is going to uh, increase the value of uh, that said crypto, yes, uh, a la um, Ethereum, and 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 for for the audience, the reason why that NFTs fall into the blockchain system as well as the crypto system is because of the fact that now that more big time corporations, um, you have MicroStrategy, you have Tesla, you have Square, um, Jack Dorsey, um, the founder, uh, co-founder of Twitter as well as Square, um, has basically been a big proponent, big um, um, champion for. Um, Bitcoin for years, even before um, people really started getting into it. Um, Tesla got into it just because of the guy from MicroStrategy. I, my apologies. I don't remember the CEO name off the top of my head, but he basically put uh, Elon Musk on who eventually wanted to get into it. And a lot more corporations will start getting into it. And when people with money start talking about something, that means the world is probably going to follow. So the reason why NFTs are basically following the blockchain system, crypto uh, system, is because more companies now, uh, more corporations now are using a digital currency as opposed to paper currency um, as a ways of transaction. That's why a lot of athletes, a lot of famous people, even a lot of people now that just work for certain corporations are getting paid now in Bitcoin because they realize the value of it in the years to come. It may not be five years from now. It may not be 10 years from now. It may not even be 20. But at some point in the near future, digital currency will be a form of exchange in currency. It may not be all... Now, it's probably going to be a lifetime, but maybe a little bit older. That's mm -hmm. my guess. That's why I see the future going. So that's why NFTs now hold a value system with cryptocurrency. It's just meaning like, like how you pay your credit card or debit card for Amazon. You're paying... Uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or all these other Dogecoin eventually will get into it as a form of payment for NFTs because it's just a transaction 
for property because now the government considers crypto for property. So it's property for property. It's an intangible asset for another intangible <laughs> asset. So think of it like that. So crazy, man. And now, what did, what did I say? Money follows a fiat system. So eventually, when something of equal value comes together, that is a form of, 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 of transaction. So what does that mean? Now that an asset, something that the government considers a property in cryptocurrency meets NFTs, which are property, which are tangible and intangible assets come together. What does that mean? That means an even exchange has happened. What does that mean? That means that's money being happening. So what does that exactly mean? That means that more companies, the government will start to look more into NFTs. So if you have not gotten into NFTs, get into it now. Because in the next months to come, the government will start finding ways, big corporations will start finding ways to utilize NFTs for themselves to make money. If something is making money, when they say follow the money, follow the money. And that's all I have for you guys. You, uh, Daniel, I want to provide your closing thoughts and then I'm going to close this out. What are your last thoughts for the audience? Yeah, my last thoughts are just what Charles said. You know, this is one of those things that it's you you get in early. You know, the best time to invest was yesterday. The next best time to invest is today. And, you, you know, do your due diligence. We're not saying, all right, after you listen to this, you know, jump into open, you know, don't jump into OpenSea.io and just start like going crazy with NFTs. Do your research, you know, go to the the um, websites we, we talked about and make make an educated decision, you know, because NFTs may not be the asset for you if this is not the game you want to play. Uh, cryptocurrencies may not be the game you want to play. Maybe you're comfortable in the stock market. Maybe you're comfortable doing, um, you know, real estate investment trusts, whatever your choice of asset is. But this is the direction that the world is going in now. And in order to keep up with the times, you have to adapt and change, you know, certain buying and investing habits in order to create more wealth for yourself. Because if we stuck with the traditional ways of investing in the stock market, we would be left behind. If you think about it, we have so many different ways now to generate wealth, to invest. And NFTs now, with the whole gold rush of cryptocurrency and the digital age and everything going on, like Charles said, Maybe not in our lifetime, but you think about the next generation and the generation after that, this is going to be the direction now where if you're not in this digital era of investing in crypto, investing in NFTs or anything that is pulled into what would be eventually the new form of exchange, the new way we value money, then you're going to be left behind. You're going to miss out. So again, do your research. Um, and if this is for you, hop on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I echo those words. Again, like he said, um, research, um, all, all things of value, even if you think it's not of value, just go ahead and, and, and post it as an NFT. Um, anybody can get in as an NFT. Um, eventually, cryptocurrency will be its own asset class. I already see uh, Wall Street is already starting to lean towards that. What that means is, uh, much like stocks, bonds, uh, obviously with real estate as an asset class, uh, cryptocurrency will be. So uh, NFTs will fall into that. Even I believe that real estate will eventually get into it. Um, now, a lot of people are doing digital real estate um, where they're promoting a lot of services. You have a real estate investment trust. Um what basically a real estate investment trust could basically be is where um, obviously Amazon has its warehouses. So who are they paying their rent to? Uh, who's the landlord for Amazon's warehouses, Walmart's, Costco, all these other places? Um, eventually, how NFTs can fall into place with that is um, basically um, putting a lot of properties on, um, bidding and asking for properties, um, as opposed to going to a lot of these places for looking for homes. 
um, somebody that may run their own real estate um, company, uh, they may be a real estate broker, they may start posting um, a lot of these um, uh, you know, places uh, for, for thousands of dollars, however much you want to pay. There's ways to work around that. Um, I've seen it done. So again, um, NFTs will combine a lot of things because you're dealing with tangible, intangible uh, products. So it's really just important to do your research. Research, ask questions. That's why we're here. Um, we're open when one of the people, there's many others out there, but one thing I think I like about us is we're able to just give it to you in a real quick, um, easy way on, and we're, our doors always open, um, because we understand we're learning just like you guys. But again, we're doing the research from our end and we're here to help. We want to pass that knowledge. So definitely reach out to us. Um, Danso pitch again, follow us on the Danso pitch. That's D A N S O P I T C H on Instagram. Subscribe to the Danso solutions, share these in your stories. Um, again, um, share with your friends, family. Um, again, we give this information for everyone of all ages. Definitely subscribe, uh, you know, check us out again. Um, and follow us, um, on Spotify, um, we'll definitely let you know once we get on the other platforms, but we're also on YouTube. So check us out at the Danso Solutions Network. And again, you guys enjoy. I want to see those you guys be investors and I'm going to take you guys out right now. Have a good weekend and good week ahead. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh, damn. This should not work. All right. Just, all right, so I'm just gonna keep talking. All right, we're gonna. <laughs> Danzo Pitch, episode 39. We'll have this out for you guys early next week, probably by Monday. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, recording on the weekend, so that's how you know we love you guys. Nobody come close to your fine wine, yeah, yeah. Off on my bed, break through like Rocky. Used to go round after round, round, round.